Take Back Your Health is brought to you in part by Fivita, premium organic hemp oil for everyday health. Visit us on the web at fivita.com. Welcome to Take Back Your Health. Your hosts are Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton, who will explain the shocking truths about health care, prescription drugs, food and supplement industries. They will help guide you to take back your power and feel great again. Now, here's Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton. Hello, everybody. My name is Dr. Sunil Pai. Today is a great and exciting day for those people who use or have heard of or have been marketed essential oils. Essential oils are great because we've, we've heard about them on almost anybody and everybody has heard about it. They've uh, listened to it. They've been, got an email funnel about it. But today we have a special show because we're going to explain you know, how to use essential oils, how to read essential oils, the safety of essential oils, how to use them correctly, um, and from the experts. Uh, and one expert in the field is going to be our guest, Chris Reed. But first, before we go there, we want to remind all our listeners out there all around the world, thank you for listening. And hopefully you'll come join us on our Food is Medicine retreat. Uh, if you go to Sanjevani, spelled S-A-N-J-E-V-A-N-I dot net, you can learn about our Food is Medicine retreat August 5th through 11th in Curacao, the wellness island of Curacao. Join Maureen and I and Robert Scott Bell for a wonderful five-day health vacation. And also, I want to give a shout out to my wonderful co-host, Maureen. It's her birthday, so happy birthday, Maureen. Hey, happy birthday. Yay. All right. Okay. So let's get into this topic today. Today, we're going to talk about is essential oils. And Maureen, we have a wonderful guest today, Chris Reed. Can you go ahead and give our listeners a little bit of a background of who we have as our special guest? I would love to do that. Chris Reed received certification in aromatherapy and teacher training from Michael Scholes. I love Michael Scholes. School <laughs> of Aromatic Studies in 1996. Advanced training in the chemistry of essential oils and aromatherapy from Purdue University's International Training Program in Essential Oils in 1997. Advanced aromatherapy certification through the Pacific Institute of Aromatherapy with Kurt Schnaubelt, 1998, and advanced training from master perfumer Catherine DeGraff, 1999. She studied with researched aromatics extensively in Europe as well as in the United States. Chris has developed numerous aromatic product lines and custom fragrances for steam clients, including W Magazine, Jones, New York, Mirage Hotel Las Vegas, Treasure Island Hotel Las Vegas, Epicure and Discovery, La Posada Resort and Spa, Inn and Spa at Loretto Santa Fe, Rosewood Resorts, and Urban Oasis Chicago. She writes articles for international aromatherapy publications and is a lecturer <coughs> excuse me, for aromatic and perfumery events nationwide. The use of plant and flower essences for therapy of mind and body and spirit were once considered the exclusive provenance of Egyptian priests. Chris Reed, aromatic alchemist and natural perfumer, has been practicing aromatic alchemy and perfumery since 1990. She specializes in exclusive fragrances for corporate and individual clients and for noteworthy events. Wow, well, what, a, what, a, what a resume. 
Thank yeah. you. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing You're today? Welcome. Chris? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. All right. I would love for you to tell people how they can get a hold of you with your website and whatever other contacts you'd like to give people. Sure. Um, I'm still I'm still chilling in the 505 with my phone number, even though I live in Denver area right now. Um, but I'm at 505-231-5257. Uh, the name of my business is Kismet Potions. So you can uh, just do kismetpotions.com. That's K-I-S-M-E-T-P-O-T-I-O-N-S.com. Or you can email me at kismetpotions at comcast.net. All right, Chris, let us know, for a 28-years veteran in this field, so most people have just heard of essential oils in, say, the last five years, right, or 10 years, but you're 28 years, okay, so it's like practicing medicine, like you've had this <laughs> knowledge, and, you know, working with what, I, what we consider and what, you know, those people who are truly understanding the field of essential oils with the, the, the experts, not just marketers, but the real experts in the, in the official schools of trade, what made you become interested in essential oils and perfuming? I was always, even as a child, really interested in fragrance and and really natural things like flowers. And my mom was a really good cook, grew a lot of flowers. My dad was a gardener. So I always was really interested in in the natural plant world, especially. And, and we ate really naturally in our house. Um, but 28 years ago, I got in a car accident and a friend of mine said, oh, you should go to this um, acupuncturist and maybe he'll help you with your pain. And what happened was I went to him and he gave me a book by Robert Tisserand, which Robert Tisserand is, is one of my mentors, one of my you know people that's influenced me, one of the best aromatherapists in the world. And it was called The Art of Aromatherapy. And I thought, wow, what is this? What is aromatherapy? And so I went to this really cool store called Sherwin's in um, Chicago, and I bought every essential oil they had, and then it kind of just started from there. And then three years later, I started my business. So, so, so from an essential oil standpoint, <clears throat> who have been your greatest mentors? I mean, obviously, Tisserand was first uh, influence, but obviously, yep. um, Maureen was talking about your background, training with wonderful people in the field at prestigious universities. Yeah, I mean, Purdue University, that was Jim Simon. And he's at a he's at Rutgers right now, but he was absolutely amazing, and continues to be a mentor, uh, you know, in the field. And then someone I've never met, her name is Julia Lawless, but she wrote um, an amazing book called The Illustrated Encyclopedia of Essential Oils, and everything was in Latin as far as the the names. So it wasn't alphabetized by oil; it was alphabetized by Latin names. So it was a pain at first, but it was great because then I had to learn all the Latin names, or I got to learn all the Latin names because I was sick of going, you know, back and forth, you know, to the glossary. Sure. So anyway, so she, even though I've never met her, she wrote some amazing books on aromatherapy, and then Catherine DeGraff. I did a number of classes with her, and uh, she is. Um, just an amazing perfumer and has developed perfume lines, natural perfume lines. And I think I'm not even sure I've been trying to find out if she's still even alive. If so, she would be close to 90, I think. Wow. So anyway, but she really got me started on the path of natural perfumery as well. And, and can you explain to the listeners the difference between an essential oil and a fragrance or perfume or yeah. the similarities and differences? Excellent question. So they're all going to have chemical constituents, right? 
But the chemical constituents that you're getting in a synthetic fragrance are just that, they're synthetic. So you're not going to have the aromatic molecule components that you do in something that's from a plant. So when, you know, we'll get into this later, I'm sure, but when you're doing the testing that's necessary to make sure that it's an essential oil, you're going to use a GC, you're going to use a mass spectrometer, um, you're going to use, um, uh, you know, uh, optical rotation, you're going to use sensory evaluation, there's going to be all these things. But the main difference between the two is that you're not going to get the benefits, all right, the therapeutic benefits from a synthetic fragrance than you are from a plant. I mean, think about it. Up to the late 1800s, it was all plants. I mean, that's what everything was. But as you know, Dr. Pai, I mean, the majority of medicines on the market today are some kind of a derivative of either chemical constituents like salicylic acid, right, from wintergreen. And, you know, those became like the, the polio vaccine. All of those became what is our modern medicine today. But up until then, it was all from plants. People lived for thousands, tens of thousands, millions of years with these plant components, and so that's why they still teach herbalism. And that's why you can go into a store and buy herbs and essential oils because that's the way that it used to be. And so it's gotten kind of convoluted since then, you know, for a number of different reasons. Right. And when we talk about oils, for example, like, uh, you know, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Fivita. When we look at, you know, oils even using from the hemp oil, you know, CBD extract, we're looking at organic, we're looking at full spectrum, go to Fivita.com to learn more about what we use in our practice and what we recommend for our patients. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, interesting and important distinction to know what is real and what's not real because there's so much mismarketing, so much understanding of now the um, industry that can actually make chemical derivatives or adulterations uh, yeah. that, you know, even from a nutraceutical, you know, we see the nutraceuticals all the time. We even see adulterated nutraceuticals with pharmaceuticals. And so we can see that this, 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 the, the biochemistry of pharma now has kind of invaded uh, all, all health uh, and wellness medicines, and that can be a, a trick. Like seeing lavender in your uh, dishwashing liquid or something like that is, is a synthetic lavender. Well, it's actually, it's not um, synthetic lavender. It's actually, um, it's a, a, a hybrid of lavender, spike lavender and lavender, right? But it's super cheap. It's like a third of the price of lavender. And so what people are doing is they'll say lavender dish soap or lavender this, lavender that. And you look down on the ingredients and it's not actually lavender, it's lavendin right. because it's so much cheaper. Mm -hmm. But the other bad thing about, not that lavendin is a bad thing, but that most people think, oh, it's just like lavender. It can actually be irritating to the skin where lavender is just the opposite, and it can actually be um, kind of, you know, not uplifting per se, but, you know, it's not going to calm you down like lavender. So <laughs> when people buy lavender, they're not aware of this, right? So Right, and some people can have the opposite effects or a side effect. So interesting yep. thing is now, uh, coming after this short commercial break, we're going to talk about this billion-dollar industry. We're going to get into, you know, some of the claims or some of the marketing claims that have been 
uh, profoundly all over the internet about curing this and curing that from your pets to your flus and colds to cancer. And more importantly, we want to talk about how to look and evaluate potencies of oils, purity of oils, safety of oils. So we'll be right back after this short commercial break from our sponsors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you suffer from arthritis, colitis, bronchitis, dermatitis, or any of the other 200-itis inflammatory conditions, then Bosmeric SR is your natural, safe, and effective solution. Supporting a healthy inflammatory response with patented, clinically tested synergistic ingredients used successfully by integrative and holistic doctors internationally. It's now available directly to you. Bosmeric SR works within 20 minutes and lasts over 8 hours. Fast-acting, long-lasting, safe, and natural relief. Use promo code PI, that's P-A-I, to get a discount at bosmeric.com. That's B-O-S-M-E-R-I-C dot com. Fivita's all-natural organic hemp oil extracts represent our commitment to creating products that embody the best that nature has to offer. Find your balance with a return to traditional whole plant medicine with our line of premium organic hemp oil for daily active health so you can get back to feeling your best. Visit Fivita.com to learn more. That's P-H-I-V-I-D-A dot com. Do you want to know the secret to taking back your health? It starts with a healthy immune system. The immune system is your first line of defense against germs, bugs, and bacteria. Luckily, there is now a safe and easy way to boost your immune system. It's called Glucan 300. Glucan 300 is a highly purified supplement that's been clinically proven to double your immune response. Dozens of published studies prove that Glucan 300 is the best immune system supplement in the world. Go to purebetaglucan.com today to learn more. Uncover the unspoken truths about the healthcare, pharmaceutical, food, and dietary supplement industries. Discover evidence-based solutions through integrative medicine in an inflammation nation by Dr. Sunil Pai. Get your signed copy today at aninflammationnation.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Take Back Your Health. To reach our program today, call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or by email to radio at sanjevni.net. That's radio at sanjevani.net. Now, let's return to Take Back Your Health. Welcome, everybody. You know, most people around the world have been using essential oils for health and wellness due to the heavy marketing and the profits that have been obtained by selling them. 
you know, many of us have been, you know, participated on online summits. We've done seminars and everybody, almost everybody has a friend or a neighbor that's in a multi-level marketing company selling essential oils. And as a result, the global essential oil market now accounts for about 5.91 billion. That's 5.91 billion in 2016 and is expected to reach 12.85 billion by 2023. This is a huge exponential growth industry. So essential oils have been marketed to be used for everything from skin diseases, colds, flus, to cancer, to you and your pets. And many essential oils have been mismarketed and adulterated and potentially dangerous. Um, Can you give some examples, Chris, of how different species and parts of plants are used and more importantly, maybe misused for the manufacturing of oils? Well, there's so many facets of this. I know we don't <laughs> we don't have enough time, uh, but one of the things that we were talking about on the break is that lavender is often misrepresented as lavender, and lavender can actually be um, very um, uh, like your your skin. You can have um, you know like you can develop rashes and things like that. It's not calming and gentle like lavender is, but it's so much cheaper. It's about a third of the price of lavender or lavender. So a lot of companies will use that. And I did a little test um, in a natural grocery store um, oh, about six months ago, and so I went around. And I checked about eh, 20 different products that said lavender this, and about 80% of them, instead of having just lavender, it was lavender was one of the first ingredients. Sure. So there's something called the Inky Deck, the International Nomenclature of Cosmetic Ingredients. And the Inky Deck are basically the people that go around and say, your Latin name is correct. Um, you know, this is correct, your ingredients are correct. They don't have the time to do that. There's billions and billions of cosmetic products and essential oils are way, way, way down on the list. So that's one thing is that we're just, we're totally misrepresenting like Lavendula officinalis is not the right name for lavender. And I would say about half the products out there use that Latin name. So that will say that again? So, the um, listeners can- so Lavendula um, aficionalis is the is the incorrect name for lavender, right? Okay, so everybody at home, go to your go to your you know cabinets, go to your drawers, pick up your lavender oil, and take a look at the Latin name. Because again, <laughs> most people, you know, we're not we're not we're not botanists, and we're not you know they're not like plant you know exactly people. So they're just gonna look at the first word lavender or la- even something close yeah. to it and think that that's it, not knowing the rest of the Latin name is very specific. And so, so what should, should be, it say? Yeah, it should say lavendula angustifolia. So they might not be particularly trying to misrepresent what's in the bottle. They just don't know. And the inky people haven't come after them in order, you know, for them sure. to say, you've got to change your label. So, but misrepresented is, is probably the number one thing, uh, you know, as far as labeling and things like that, that's serious. But the number one most serious thing is adulteration. Okay. Why do companies adulterate? To because they want to make more money. It's true. Right. What does it right? mean to adulterate? Okay, so that's an excellent question too. So, at using lavender mm-hmm. as, and you know, not just instead of lavender, but they might use, you know, like maybe thirty percent lavender, seventy percent right. lavender. So they they smell similar, but you're going to smell that camphor note in the lavender. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very different than, let's say, a French high altitude lavender, which your beautiful background, you know, you're in a field of French lavender, all right? That's going to smell very different than lavender. Mm-hmm. So adulteration is mainly done because of availability, but the number one reason is because of price. 
People just want to, you know, market things like they might spray like a certain ingredient that could come from a cheaper plant. Like they might spray geranial on rose just to get a rose that, you know, is going to extend longer because geranial is one of the chemical constituents in rose, but it's a cheaper ingredient when you take it from geranium instead of taking it from rose. So that's not done quite as much, but there's been a lot of things that, you, you know, companies have sprayed things on their plants to make them seem like even during the GC, the gas chromatograph and the mass spectrometer that seem like they're that plant, but they're actually from a cheaper plant. Yeah. So. And in fact, you know, when we see it even from the nutraceutical supplement industry now, like for example, with curcumin, you know, with our boss Merrick, uh, yeah. the company that manufactures ours actually are testing other people's products and we're actually doing carbon dating because there's so much synthetic curcuminoids being manufactured in a laboratory being put yeah. in cheap products. And that's why you can get something for a couple of dollars on the shelf. Likewise, we do know that there's also a super high margin when people go for multi-level marketing companies. You know, one of the examples yes. that, that I know personally, because we do formulations that we do consulting for a lot of companies is that some of these essential oil companies can have a base oil all in manufactured cost bottle label everything for 50 cents and they're selling it anywhere from 65 to 85 dollars on the market which is you know 100 to 160 time market markup right and then it's like that's not really the real oil because you know just the multiples but you have to look at when people go for multi-level marketing there's so much money that has to be given for upline downline for trips and this that that actually at the end of the day it all goes for marketing and for bonuses and profits but the little is really really spent on the actual quality of the oil and most people again no fault of their own they just won't know the difference now can you explain the dangers of using essential oils or how should someone use an essential oil say topically and how that you know when they get something in the bottle what should they do with it well, one of the things that um, uh, it was about a year ago, and I'm, you know, I, I don't name names of companies, but it was a it was a webinar, and it was a company saying that um, that lavender could be considered a carrier oil, and because it was so mild, and that the, that you could use it to actually carry other essential oils, and I couldn't even believe that I was hearing that. I mean, lavender is one of the most mild oils, and it's the one of the only oils that most people can put on what we call neat. And so neat means directly out of the bottle. Right. But, you know, 99% of oils need to be mixed with something in order to be put on the body directly. Essential oils are 75 to 100 times stronger than the plants that they come from. Right. So, I mean, there's just no way that you should do that. And then once you tell people, you give them an inch and they take a mile. Sure. So to say that you can use lavender as a carrier oil, so a carrier can mean anything. It can mean water. It can mean um, uh, bath salts, you know, even like sea salts, um, Epsom salts. It can mean lotion. It can mean a carrier traditionally is like avocado oil, jojoba oil, rosehip seed oil. So depending on the application of what you're using it for, you always need to use a carrier. And that is the number one most rep represented, misrepresented thing on Facebook all the time. You're always seeing people with rashes all over their uh, body. We, we see so them. many patients coming it's with rashes. Crazy. People send us pictures on, yeah. on, on, you know, on email. People send us you know, all sorts of, you know, they call up and like, oh, I have this rash. And oh, what, or my kid has this rash and my pet has this rash. And it's like, oh, but it, what have you been doing? Like, oh, I've been putting this to treat this or treat that again. And they that. use it in combination with prescription drugs. And then you really yeah. have a problem. 
Well, and one of the things that I've seen, too, is people wanting to use things in their eyes. Um, last year, people were saying, oh, rosemary and lavender, put it in your mascara to make your eyelashes grow. <laughs> Excuse me. You do not want to put anything anywhere near any mucous membrane right. that, that has anything to do with essential oil. A friend asked me last week, she said, oh, a friend of mine has a, a rash around her eyes. She wants to put you know, chamomile and lavender. And I said, well, those are good oils. They're awesome oils, but you don't want to put anything around the eye area. And the last thing you want to do when you have a rash is put another essential oil on top of it. Maybe a carrier oil, like something nice and mild, like rosehip. But I mean, I'm, I'm all for one and saying, don't use essential oils in these ways. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people are, you know, now say, Oh, you can drink it. You can put it in your water. You can, oh, yeah. you know, Drinking and we have we've had people with esophageal burns and yes. all, I mean, and then what they do, they drink more water to chase it down. Yes. Right. Remember the story you told me about the woman who had been drinking grapefruit oil. Yes. yes. Story because it's so important for people to hear this. They don't realize how many grapefruits they're their drinks in one drop of oil. So tell us the story. So I was getting a massage and all of a sudden I, and it was in Albuquerque actually. And I heard this voice and we were doing the intake and I heard this voice and it has like, what is, I mean, it sounded like a monster or something. And finally in my mind, for some weird reason, I heard grapefruit. I mean, it was just like this horrible noise. And so the massage therapist and I ran outside and the woman, uh, you know, she did, she was saying grapefruit. And I said, oh my God, you swallowed grapefruit. Let's find some massage oil. Well, most of the massage oil was scented and we're going crazy because, you know, I had no idea how much she, she swallowed. We found some coconut oil. So I took a couple of tablespoons of it and had her do it because the essential oils are oils high. They're fat. So you need the fat to attract to another fat. So the, the coconut oil attracted to the grapefruit um, seed oil or not, it wasn't grapefruit seed oil. It was grapefruit essential oil. And she said, well, my rep told me to do that for digestion. Ah. Well, first of all, who knows? She, she kind of probably went like that. Yeah, She tried, took it like a shot, you know, a couple of th- yeah. drops down the throat. Yeah. Yeah. And grapefruit isn't good for digestion. No. At no, all. It's no, no. It's not. No. So grapefruit seed, maybe, but not grapefruit. So, but she right. could barely get words out the whole time. I mean, we were there for probably another 20 minutes or so. And she was like, <laughs> and she managed to, you know, get out some words, like I said, like her rep told her to do it. But you don't want to take essential oils internally. It's just not, yeah. I mean, and I, I don't want to say unless you know what you're doing because that whole give an inch, take a mile sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most people think that they, you know, they went through a seminar, or just took a, you know, like they got something in a brochure, and now they're some kind of practitioner, healthcare practitioner of some sorts of teaching people. Oh, I can just self treat, and we all want to teach people how to become more self aware, doing self care. But right. the care part has to be, and and the safety has to be there. <laughs> and a lot of people, you know, we see it all the time, especially with the rashes, people putting things in their eyes. I mean, literally. <sighs> Like people have to stop and think, you know, what is this? What am I doing? And what happens? You know, everybody's going to say, well, you can say this in a seminar, but you can't say this outside the seminar. Then you got to be hearing, then you're hearing different things. So when we come back after this short break, we're going to talk about distinctions like, is there such thing as certification for, you know, quote unquote, therapeutic grade essential oils? sustainability, endangered species, you know, uh, organic or not organic, and just talking a little bit about what's happening now in the culture of just what are we doing with these plants and how we're actually maybe overusing them and oversourcing them. 
So yeah. after the short commercial break, we'll coming back with some real important information. Stay tuned. Stay with us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you suffer from arthritis, colitis, bronchitis, dermatitis, or any of the other 200-itis inflammatory conditions, then Bosmeric SR is your natural, safe, and effective solution. Supporting a healthy inflammatory response with patented, clinically tested synergistic ingredients used successfully by integrative and holistic doctors internationally. It's now available directly to you. Bosmeric SR works within 20 minutes and lasts over 8 hours. Fast acting, long lasting, safe, and natural relief. Use promo code PI, that's P A I, to get a discount at bosmeric.com. That's B-O-S-M-E-R-I-C dot com. Fivita's all-natural organic hemp oil extracts represent our commitment to creating products that embody the best that nature has to offer. Find your balance with a return to traditional whole plant medicine with our line of premium organic hemp oil for daily active health so you can get back to feeling your best. Visit Fivita.com to learn more. That's P-H-I-V-I-D-A dot com. Nominated as one of the best indie books by Kirkus Reviews, An Inflammation Nation is the definitive 10-step guide to preventing, reversing, and treating all diseases through diet, lifestyle, and the use of natural anti-inflammatories by Dr. Sunil Pai, MD. Get your signed copy today at aninflammationnation.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Take Back Your Health. To reach our program today, call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or by email to radio at sanjevni.net. That's radio at sanjevani.net. Now, let's return to Take Back Your Health. Wow, what a show. We're talking about essential oils with expert in the field, veteran in essential oils, 28 years, Chris Reed. And, you know, we were just talking before the break uh, about, in, you know, people taking essential oils internally and how powerful they are and how dangerous they can be. For example, in our practice, when we use things like oregano oil, right, we use a supercritical extract. And that's for treatment of, uh, you know, conditions like infections. So if I got a patient and they come into my office and they have upper respiratory infection or they have candida, we do a stool testing, they come back positive. You know, we look at these things and we can give them this, this therapeutic grade, you know, super, super critical extract. 
But what people don't know is that when they take you know, essential oil blends now, and the essential oil companies now are going into the capsule market and the soft gel market and say, hey, take this for your digestion, that is antimicrobial, not just killing the bad stuff like a candida, but it also knocks out the probiotics. And so the whole microbiome is knocked out. And so when we give these things, we only give it for you know, five days, seven days like yes. an antibiotic. But people are like, oh, I take this every day. Or I, I bought this for yeah. digestive health blend or whatever they're calling, you know, there's different yeah. companies out there, again, not picking on anybody. But the problem is, you know, even we see this in nutraceuticals of like herbal pills, like here's a joint formula and they put, you know, oregano oil. Yes, it does have anti-inflammatory benefits, but also has antimicrobial actions. And yes, they knock out their microbiome, lowering their immune system, leaky gut, more inflammation. <laughs> then they're selling you 10 other products. So again, people yeah. have to be very careful. You know, we don't recommend people taking them internally, no matter what a rep says, no matter what a person says, they're not the people at the end of the day that actually have to save people. We do. Right. And so that's so, so I, I, you know, I have to put the responsibility on everybody else likes to dish out and give healthcare advice, but no one's really uh, able to take the responsibility, which they should for doing that. And remember that water does not quench that fire. Only oil does. Water makes it worse. Makes it worse. Yeah. All right. So, so, one thing that we always hear uh, in the marketplace now, is, and you know more than anybody being in this, in this industry for a long time, is the concept of like grading oils or certification oils or therapeutic grades or there's a variety of nomenclature or classifications that people have, trademark names and slogans to try to say that this oil is different or better or has gone through some rigorous process. Can you explain to the listeners now, is there such a process? Is there such a standardization? Well, okay, so we talked a little bit before about how tiny the essential oil industry is. First of all, we're too tiny of an industry to have the government assign us any type of grades. There's no such thing as perfume grade, clinical grade, medical grade, therapeutic grade. I mean, Robert Tisserand, who's one of my mentors and the one that you know has taught me a lot about essential oils over the years, I mean, he started the term therapeutic grade back in the 80s, and he rused the day that he did that. He said, oh, my God. He said, I can't believe I ever did that. He said it was just a marketing thing. But now a lot of multi-level firms and other firms, too, have taken on this term therapeutic grade. Or, or pharmaceutical medical grade. Yeah. Exactly. And there's just, you're right, Maureen, there's no such thing. I mean, we're just too small. So, yeah. So there's wild harvested, wild crafted. There's organic, there's um, USDA certified organic. So those are the grades that it, you know, that most essential oils can get assigned. But what a lot of people don't realize is that the USDA certified organic for people in developing nations is way too expensive for the most part, unless they've got a backing of a big company. And what about third-party testing? You know, I mean, like I see some vitamin, you know, commercials, you know, third-party testing or, you know, um, independent testing organization, I don't, I, I can't speak to that because who is your third-party tester? Right. I mean, what, what do they have in the game? How well, much are you paying? Third-party who, who are they? What is their name? Yeah. Are, are they a chemist? I mean, do they know how to run a gas chromatograph and a, and a mass spectrometer? 
I mean, do they know how to do all these different evaluatory techniques? Yeah, one of the things that we've seen on the on the nutraceutical side, and even when I work with like hemp oil companies and and doing some consulting and work with them, is that in in early in the early days, a lot of these uh, third party independent laboratories were a subsidiary or a sidearm. They just created it, and they research. It's just like it's just like an it's like an oil company having the. This is our wildlife fund that says that our fracking is okay for this wilderness lake. You know, it's certified. So we have to be really careful because there is no national government standard. No. But there is an overarching uh, whatever in Switzerland. Is that correct? Is there some overarching no, no authority who says you guys are not telling the truth about your oils? Uh, you know what? I'm not familiar with them. I mean, there is, um, you know, like there's grass, G-R-A-S, like generally recognized as safe. Right. But I mean, that I don't know about any place in Switzerland, but there could be. Okay, so there really isn't yeah. like a, an FDA, like the FDA does anything anyway, but there right, right, right. is no big overarching uh, authority who is monitoring it, these It companies. could be for the EU, but as far as anything coming into the States, I don't know anything about that. Okay. But what about like sustainability and endangered species? Because I know this is right. that, again, when I mentioned before earlier, you know, this 6 billion market and going to 12 billion, you know, in, in a few years. So obviously, just like yeah. anything else that we find, even in the supplement industry or the superfood industry, once we find something, everybody over exploits it or over harvests it or overtakes, you know, they take it out without replanting. Can you explain a little bit about that? So one of the things that was on the endangered list for many, many years, it was like almost there. Uh, was sandalwood, okay? So grown the Santalum album, which is grown in India um, and also Sri Lanka, but there's really hardly any left. So because it takes about 20 years for the trees to grow to fruition, so to speak, so that you can actually get enough oil out of it to make it worth it. <clears throat> so now there's two other types. There's Santalum um, ostrocaledonicum, which is from New Caledonia, <clears throat> which is an island um, kind of off the coast of Australia. And also in Australia, it's Santellum spicatum. So it doesn't have the richness and the fullness, but they're ethically harvesting it. So if you find Santellum album, it might not actually be Santellum album, and it's going to be two to three times as expensive as a Santellum spicatum. But now at least the industry, it, it never was officially endangered, but now at least the industry has responded and, you know, you have to plant you know, 10, 15 times more than you actually take out if you're doing it from an essential oil standpoint because it takes that long for the for the trees to grow. Right. So, and it also, it takes seven to 10 days to actually, um, you know, uh, distill it. You know, so there's all these different things. People say, well, how come essential oils are so expensive? Why are all the precious oils precious? Well, one of the reasons is that is because in the industry, we take this really seriously. I mean, a couple of the big multi-level companies have gotten fined severely millions of dollars over the last couple of years. One of the things that they were bringing in, which has been high on the endangered list for years, is rosewood. Mm-hmm. All right. So rosewood, if you see rosewood somewhere, ask your supplier, where did you get that? I mean, I've got some in stock right now, but it's because I've had it for a while. I have some that I've had for many years. Exactly. I'm hanging yeah. on to it tight. I'm hanging on to it, right? And Spikenard, which is my one of my favorite Latin names, Nardostashis Jadamanzi. Anyway, so Spikenard is also on the endangered list, and they were bringing in these oils. And that's just not cool. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I, I, I don't know how, you know, but the FDA was doing a good thing by finding out about that and finding in those millions of dollars. But the thing about it is, is unfortunately some of these companies are multi-billion dollar companies and they don't care. They'll pay those million dollar fines because they're so huge. A yeah, million you know, dollars here, one, million one, dollars one to there. two billion dollars, you know, usually is kind of yeah. estimated in these big companies. Frankincense yeah. kind of falls into that category too. It takes many years to be able to tap a frankincense tree again after you've tapped it a few times, right? Yeah, exactly. It's and like I mean, there's five so, years. Yeah, there's so many different forms of frankincense and the Boswellia carteri, which is the one that has been, you know, world renowned, really, that's grown usually in the, always in the Middle East, pretty much. But I mean, now a lot of these companies have, have because of some fallacies, and we talked about this briefly before, that frankincense cures cancer. So the land is being raped, you know, from using all the different types of frankincense because people think that it shrinks tumors and cures cures cancer. We don't know that yet. We are um, in the in vivo um, uh, testing stage right now mm-hmm. in order to get to the in vitro. Am I saying it the right way? Right, right. Right. Yeah. And then when we also look at like, for example, what we have in the bosmeric, right? Our anti-inflammatory, exactly. the, the components of that, which is the boswellic acids, the AKBBA, now the polysol fraction, you know, we do have studies in animals, we do have studies in humans, but that's different than what people are extracting from th- to make the oils. And even exactly. the species is different, right? I mean, and you're so- still extracting it from the resin, right. but what's happening is the chemical constituent, the bos- boswellic acid, is right. left over in the resin. It right. doesn't. It doesn't come into the essential right. oil. But everybody likes to borrow the the data, saying, "Oh, I heard yes. the study," or there's some yes. kind of. And this happens in all the dietary supplement industry and in the health and wellness industries that they take one thing and then they they make the magic leap. But then, unfortunately, you know what we see since we see a lot of cancer patients in our clinic is people are taking these essential oils, you know, for their intention of trying to treat their disease, exactly, not helping them, and they're not getting better because they're not using the right evidence based practices. And that's Thank you. Yeah. I read the studies on the oils, the oil that they um, showed that helped to shrink and reduce the tumors was actually myrrh oil. It wasn't even the bus, you know, bus. Yeah. Right. And then after this video, you got to start seeing myrrh everywhere because everybody's yeah, right. going to go, oh, wow, there's a boom. <laughs> then the myrrh tree is going to be extinct. It's but, yeah, just this too is early. Just, I mean, it could be another five to 10 years before we get to animal and human testing to see if it actually could shrink um, tumors, you know, and, and be helpful with cancer. So there's a possibility. It's an amazing anti-inflammatory. That's why you have it in your bosmeric. Right. So... So after the short commercial break, what we'll do is we're going to come back and now give everybody at home what they can use. Just simple things that you can use, simple oils, how to apply it, different, okay. different ailments. Uh, here's a take home of like now we kind of educated people what to look for and what to think about when you're buying a product. Now we want to look at what can you do right now at home this, e- if this evening okay. or today. All right, we'll be back. We have a caller who's calling in for us. Okay, then, well. then, then we'll take the caller right after the break. Okay. All right, hang on. Thanks. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you suffer from arthritis, colitis, bronchitis, dermatitis, or any of the other 200-itis inflammatory conditions, then Bosmeric SR is your natural, safe, and effective solution. 
supporting a healthy inflammatory response with patented clinically tested synergistic ingredients used successfully by integrative and holistic doctors internationally. It's now available directly to you. Bosmeric SR works within 20 minutes and lasts over 8 hours. Fast-acting, long-lasting, safe, and natural relief. Use promo code PI, that's P-A-I, to get a discount at bosmeric.com. That's B-O-S-M-E-R-I-C.com. Uncover the unspoken truths about the healthcare, pharmaceutical, food, and dietary supplement industries. Discover evidence-based solutions through integrative medicine in an inflammation nation by Dr. Sunil Pai. Get your signed copy today at aninflammationnation.com. Fivita's all-natural organic hemp oil extracts represent our commitment to creating products that embody the best that nature has to offer. Find your balance with a return to traditional whole plant medicine with our line of premium organic hemp oil for daily active health so you can get back to feeling your best. Visit fivita.com to learn more. That's P-H-I-V-I-D-A.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Take Back Your Health. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or by email to radio at sanjevni.net. That's radio at S-A-N-J-E-V-A-N-I dot net. Now, let's return to Take Back Your Health. What a great show it is today that uh, we're talking about essential oils with Chris Reed. And Maureen and I have just been talking about, you know, sometimes the dangers. Because we really want to first make people aware that there is dangers with natural products. And you just got to use them correctly. You got to be educated and not just be sold some fancy marketing piece, which everybody we're all getting marketed every day. And we were talking about before the, over, the, over the commercial was the aspect of you know, people putting things directly on their body uh, neat rather than putting it with the carrier oil, uh, things that can burn their body, things put, putting it internally, knocking out the microbiome, let's say like oregano oil, not understanding that it's not only just going to kill the bad stuff, it also kills the good stuff. Um, you were giving some examples with babies, Chris. Well, I mean, I've had people on my Facebook page say, oh, can I use um, oregano oil on my six-month-old? And I said, I don't recommend using any essential oils until a child is maybe three to five years old and then in a diffuser. I mean, it's you just don't know. I mean, and it's the same with pets and, and you know, the elderly. You just don't really want to use essential oils on people that are going to be too sensitive because people don't know how to use it. Right. And I've seen, you know, babies' feet get blistered, you know, because of neat essential oil use. There's certain types of therapies that are put on the spine with like wintergreen and clove and oregano and things like that. People have gotten severely burned from this. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, it helps with your chi and, and think, you know, it draws out all the toxins. Well, I mean, these sort of things can cause serious, serious damage. Yes. I mean... And you were talking about cats the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's the deal with cats? Something about they don't have an enzyme to they, process this? Yeah, they don't have a certain enzyme to process essential oils. And wow. a number of years ago, it was a long time ago in Chicago when I lived there, and uh, I was uh, cat sitting, and I just went in to, 
you know, feed the cat and whatever, but it really didn't like me. And so I would come, come by like a, you know, like a high shelf or something, the cat would be there and it would come and just attack me. So, so I actually started spraying this blend of mine called balance and um, actually, and then the cat ended up loving it. But initially, it just really stayed away. But I didn't know till years later that the cats really can't process essential oils. And because of what Sunil said about, you know, so many millions of receptors compared to what we have, we have millions in our nose of, of receptors that are going to process any kind of aroma. But it's just, you know, I mean, if you are going to use something on your pet, there's so many wonderful there's a w- wonderful woman in Minneapolis I forgot her name but um, she's a veterinarian and she actually practices um, you know pet aromatherapy so you really need someone like that who has done the research but I'm not that kind of expert I don't yeah, know I, when we see it. people like you know let's say dogs yeah. having 200 million receptors in their nose and us having exactly. having a couple couple of million then the idea is that you know we what we smell is different with what they smell yeah they can, can smell, smell across a football field yeah they can smell a small little pee in a whole football field yeah. identify <laughs> and remember it and yeah. so when people are like oh I'm putting this on my kids and my clothes on the sheets and and the diffusers and and every you know it's a little bit too much and that's it's very strong it's overkill and and we it's again overkill. we just don't understand because they're not a vet or they don't understand the physiology so um, so on the last segment here, since we're, we're kind of getting short on time, let's give the listeners like some, some practical information of what, what can yeah. they use? Like, for example, for sleep, for anxiety, uh, anything that you see that are common blends or common um, essential oils that people can use at home. They're first aid kits. First aid kit. So, I mean, obviously the go-to is lavender. It's the number one selling essential oil in the world. Um, I call it the Swiss Army knife of essential oils. It's pretty much good for everything. But I have read statistics about the percentage of people in the U.S. that have sleep problems, and it's just astronomical. It's huge. And so even just taking a little lavender, one or two drops, maybe one drop of chamomile and putting it on either a cotton, uh, you know, I like those little cotton rounds, just putting it under your, you know, inside your pillowcase or getting a diffuser uh, right next to your bed and putting a couple drops in. You don't, you know, you don't need more than, you know, three to five drops, even in a diffuser. If you want something more direct on your body, use a nice unscented lotion. And, you know, typically you're going to use about 20 drops per ounce, let's say, in any kind of a carrier. So, you know, marjoram, chamomile, lavender, those are all really, really good ones to use. Uh, sandalwood is another really good one. It's a little bit more expensive. Um, and then for brightening up a room, all right, for seasonal affected disorder, let's say moods, we're going to do lemon and bergamot and orange and blood orange and things like that. Those, A lot of those are my favorites. If you want to have a more sensual mood, you're going to use uh, vanilla. There is actually, I carry an amazing cocoa bean essential oil. So cocoa bean, uh, sandalwood, rose, jasmine. So all those are going to be really not only good for female concerns, but they're also very romantic. I, in my love potion classes, I, I talk a lot about those oils. Cardamom is my go-to for so many different things. And so I use cardamom way more than any kind of other spice oil. I mean, ginger's awesome, but I always have cardamom, especially when I travel. And I'll put just, you know, a few drops of it in my hand. I'll put in a little jojoba or something like that, rub it on my stomach. Within minutes, 
I mean, whatever kind of gastric distress I'm having is is awesome. So think about this. Any of the spice oils, all right? So we're talking black pepper. We're talking ginger. We're talking cinnamon, cardamom. But cardamom happens to be the most gentle of all of them, right? So those, I would say, are are some of my go-tos. Um, anxiety, we talked a little bit about. So any of the citrus oils are really, really good for that. What other things do you think? And, and I think I think we have a quick caller. Let's oh, see sure. if we can get her on, and then we're almost out of time. So go ahead and see if we can get Irene on the phone. <laughs> Sorry, the show is going so fast today. I know. <laughs> can we get Irene on the phone, Josh? Are you there, Josh? Did you see? Oh. Okay. All right. Well, sorry. Send us, sorry send, us, send us an email, uh, radio at sangevini.net. We'll answer your question. Sorry we didn't get to get to you. It was just going by very quick, and I wanted to get all this information out. We'll definitely have Chris coming back in the future because I want you to eventually to tell people, you know, layering and sense and notes and high notes and low notes. Oh, yeah, top, middle, and base notes. Yeah. Top, top, middle, and base notes. I mean, this is a whole science of how you make scents and fragrances uh, and perfumes and not just like here's just citrus or here's just you know lavender but when you make a blend for people that say I want to have this or that how that you know this is what uh, Chris uh, her expertise is so again and I've done a bunch of them for you guys oh yeah we for, love for us for us and you know you've done it for many many you know what Marie mentioned before a lot of big hotels the big uh, the big companies and everybody go back and listen to the beginning her great uh, intro of all that she also I just want to men mention that Chris also uh, publishes a lot she writes uh, for many of the essential oils and aromatherapy journals. So this is an expert that you definitely, if you're interested on a custom blend, some specific things for you directly and understanding your health, uh, she can help you. Her email is again, is kissimet, K-I-S-M-E-T potions.com. And you can definitely contact her. Uh, and one more time, you know, go to sanjevni.net. Look at our food is medicine aspect. Also, we do want to recommend everybody to uh, get my book. If you haven't read it yet, An Inflammation Nation, go to aninflammationnation.com. You can learn more about how to reduce inflammation through our 10 steps. And Maureen, anything you want to say on your birthday? Oh, thank you, everybody, for wishing me a happy birthday. <laughs> I would love to be in this field of lavender and breath somewhere. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you, Chris, for joining us. And everybody, you. again, we know we want you to use essential oils. We are pro-essential oil. We just want you to use it safely, effectively. Have some guidance. Have not a rep or somebody just selling you upline, downline. Have a physician. Have a practitioner or someone like Chris who's an expert in the field. Have some guidance, and then you really know what to use at home, and you can use it safely for you and your family. So until okay. next time, everybody, take care, and Thank we'll see you. you next week. Thank you very much for joining us on Thanks. Take Back Your Health. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Take Back Your Health with Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton can be heard live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we meet again, allow the lyrics from Rage Against the Machine to be our closing thought. It has to start somewhere. It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? <laughs>